Content marketing is the backbone of every brand's connection with its audience, bridging the gap between a company's products or services and the customer's needs. But what makes it effective? And how do you craft compelling stories that resonate with consumers while educating them on what your brand can provide? That's what we'll be finding out on this episode of Momentum, a podcast by Jotform, where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. Today, we'll be talking with our very own senior content writer, Chris Bass. Let's get started. Uh, all right, so here we are with Chris Bass, senior content writer on the Jotform marketing team. Uh, I have to say I've been looking forward to this episode for a while, so thank you for indulging me. I know your job is to write, but today we're going to get you to talk. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Honored to be here. Yeah, no, it's awesome to have you. Um, <clears throat> for anyone who isn't familiar, any Jotform users out there who have ever read one of our announcement articles or posts for a new product we've released, there's a good chance that Chris has written that. And you've written, I don't know how many tens of thousands of words for us at this point. Basically, you are one of our biggest like Jotform experts. And today, what we want to talk about is uh, content marketing and specifically how that sort of differs from other forms of marketing. Uh, but as a content marketing writer, let's maybe just start with how you describe your your own role and sort of your purpose here at Jotform. Yeah, um, I think the way that I would describe my role is that it's my job to communicate and interpret our products to our customers in the best way, in a relatable way, so they're able to take that information and make the most of their businesses. Uh, it's it's a lot of product heavy um, information, mm-hmm. uh, which you know a lot of people aren't used to reading. You want to right. make that uh, kind of put it in layman's terms, a way that normal people can relate and and take that information and run with it and apply it against whatever their uh, business type is so that they can be as productive as possible. So that's that's kind of how I view my role. Right, for sure. I think that's an important distinction between something like technical writing or, or writing for support guides or anything like this, where someone has a specific issue or technicality they're trying to figure out. So they're able to look up on a support guide and find exact language and screenshots and all that. You're trying to to essentially introduce new topics and ideas to sort of the general public. Like everyone in our newsletter gets these. So it has to be sort of in in more layman's terms. And, and you make it sound simple, but obviously it's a pretty significant undertaking, especially for a tech company uh, where we're constantly coming out with new products and, and new ways our customers can use the products and and features. So there's a lot of complex ideas that you you have to break down. So out of curiosity for someone who who does what you do and you know you're a senior level at a tech company, I'm curious how, how you end up doing this for a living. Like what was your journey? How did you get on this content writing path and eventually find your way to Jotform? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, you know, I've always had a passion for writing, uh, which started probably some somewhere around my teenage years. Mm-hmm. 
writing doesn't always pay the bills. So navigating true. to a number of different jobs, I actually found myself working uh, in a tech company kind of capacity for uh, one of the first companies that I worked for. And I migrated over in affiliate marketing and customer success management, which was fun because I'm a relationship person and that's kind of a relationship market. Sure. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it, building relationships, understanding new businesses, how to help people grow their businesses online. Um, but after a while, you know, I wasn't following my passion. And so that was something that I always had in the back of my mind that I always wanted to do. Thankfully, with one of the companies I was working with, they had an opportunity for a content, uh, their, their first content hire. So I interviewed like anybody else and, mm -hmm. and got the role and uh, just took off from there. And, and since then, I've been working in content capacities and kind of following my passion of, of loving to put words on the page combined with um, what I've been fortunate to have, which is a background in marketing and, and, and pairing those together. Yeah, it's kind of an intersection of the two here, right? Because it's content marketing. You're on the content team, obviously, uh, with with a heavy focus on on writing. I'm curious, were your parents writers? We were talking a little bit about this, I think, before before the show. Uh, but people who who love to write, uh, they're very different from the majority, I would say, of people at our company, at a tech company. A lot of software engineers and analytics gurus. Uh, but here in the marketing team, we kind of have the the right brained people, and you would probably fall into that category. I'm, I'm sure as well, but I'm curious. Are your parents right? Any other background like that? Um, not really. My mom was an English teacher for a long time, so that kind of is is part of the reason that you know a love of words and reading were instilled in me from a young age. My dad was completely different math math guru oh, math guy. So you got your mom's brain. Uh, yes, pretty much. Uh, for better, or for worse. <laughs> Worked up. Yeah. And uh, so that, yeah, that's my parents. That's where they kind of came from with that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, onboarding at a company like ours. So you had some some experience in technology, but I imagine given the depth of Jotform's products, it was a little bit of a different experience to prior content marketing roles. So I'm curious what was sort of the biggest differentiator between what you're doing now and what you've done and what you've had to write for in in the past. Yeah, that's an uh, interesting question. So uh, I think in my first content role, I was writing more for that that same like uh, customer success, affiliate market kind of industry language, um, which is uh, a little bit different from like the SaaS focus. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, uh, though, I did start working in a SaaS capacity. So um, I think, you know, there... I, I'm lucky. I consider myself lucky in that I've had kind of both sides of the coin in terms sure. of writing experience. Um, but uh, Jotform has definitely been, you know, it was definitely interesting, a, a mm. kind of a new, uh, a, a new way of doing things when I got here because um, not only is it SaaS, but I also discovered, you know, there's a just a big full marketing team with a lot of dedicated roles that were already in place and so um that's a it's 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 a big plus but it's also um something that you have to get used to especially if someone's coming from like a startup 
type of background where they may be the only content hire or the sure. only marketing, you know, kind of dedicated marketing writing hire there. Uh, so coming into job form um, was uh, was definitely a change. Sure. And you, you kind of paved the way a, a little bit. We always had uh, content marketing and we're always losing new products, but especially when you joined um I think that was during the the pandemic around 2020 yes. or so. That's when I think Jotform really started uh, going through a transition period. Our, our team grew a lot. Uh, our release train got a lot more packed. We started releasing um, even more products, more features. Uh, we really started to, to continue our takeoff and our positive trajectory there. So you had to really pave the way, I think, for a lot of that precedent and communication. Um, and the, the ideas that you sort of break down or use – uh, elsewhere throughout the marketing team, like our videos, our our product videos, they kind of follow, uh, you know, your guidelines and all your articles. So you have to kind of spearhead all of this. And I imagine, I imagine it must take a lot of research, especially on products that usually aren't even finished yet. So I'm curious your your process when you have an article to write. You you know about the release, but it's not it's not up yet. Uh, how do you even go about it? Like, what what is your process to begin researching and writing for a new release? Yeah, that's the special sauce right yes, there, right? Yes. So can't give away industry secrets. <laughs> um, so my process uh, does you you kind of touched on it. Uh, there's a lot of research that goes into um, into the process up front. So before I even start writing anything, I probably spend a good two days just researching the product. Um, we've we've since put in some processes to kind of help with this, but before we did that, I would even uh, do a little, um, uh, you know, sneaking around in our our Google Drive just to find out what what the product uh, developers were working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Search just, for the keywords, see what's there. That's right, just to do a little snooping to see to see what I could find because uh, you know I want to know uh, anything that I can know. That's available. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, you know, once once I get done with the research phase, um, then I kind of go into the process of writing. The first thing I do is create an outline. You know, mm-hmm. you go back to school. You, you remember that your teacher saying, hey, yep. let's let's build an outline. Yep. Um, so it's no different trip. here. Um, and then I go through, you know, the there there's a, um, a process that I follow, which is a um, it's kind of like a MIS principle. Um, that's the acronym. I think it's, it's like mutually exclu- exclusive, collectively exhaustive. That's what you it's kind of like a, um, I think it was invented by McKinsey. It's like a okay. consultant's project managers did you learn thing. That in school? No, I did not. Okay. Um, I actually picked that up from a, um, a writer's group that I belong oh, cool. to. But um, it's a way of applying that principle to writing. And what it means essentially is you want to answer a central question that you identify when you, um, whatever topic you're writing about. Um, a central question that the reader has, and then you go about creating content that is mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive. So you're not being redundant in -hmm. your talking points, um, but you are hitting all of the necessary information that you need to hit for the reader to understand and 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 feel motivated to to act on what you're writing. So that's kind of a it's something that's always in the back of my head when I'm putting outlines together putting the content together and then going through and writing it. 
That's really interesting. Uh, I never heard of that acronym before, so I, I, I learned something new today. Uh, but you mentioned something about narrowing down to the central question. I think mm-hmm. that's that's really important how you relate it to to readers. And it might be different. The way you relate it might be a little bit different from how the developers who made the product, maybe how they express it. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously you have to, your job is to communicate it in, in layman's terms. And you mentioned how you dig around in Google Drive and maybe find files from our developers. Uh, but we have to transpose that into really relatable terms for our, yes. our larger general audience. What would be What would be an example of that central question for either something you've written lately or in the past? Uh, what, what would be an example of that? Yeah. Um, so a good example for that would probably be our, um, our, our most recent example, which is the Jotform App Store Builder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, me. yeah. So, and, and that was, um, it's been a, it's been a particularly interesting um, topic because uh, it's, it's kind of like, a free flow iteration is still being worked on. Um, there are a lot of lot of things that are involved with it. But in order for me to start on that, you know, the first question I kind of ask myself is, okay, for someone who has a whether they have a brick and mortar business or whether they're just a small small business or entrepreneur, they want to get online, right? And they want to they want to get online. They want a, a a better way or easier way to market their store. Um, to their customers. And um, a great, easy way to do that is through creating your own app, Mm -hmm. um, which we, thankfully, JotForm allows uh, many people to do. Um, And then uh, adding the store builder component um, is just a way for people to, um, you know, get their products out to consumers in a very easy, fast way, um, in a way that's professional. So the the central question that I kind of boiled all that down to um, from a uh, customer or merchant standpoint was how, um, you know, how can I, uh, as a merchant, get online uh, get online quickly, get mobile, and um, get my products to to people um, as as quickly and easily as possible. And um, Jotform Store Builder was the answer. So after that, after identifying that, then it becomes you know I'm writing basically in the mind of the mind's eye of a, a merchant of ours. Absolutely, yeah. The process sounds um, exhaustive. <laughs> I think that it sounds. I I, I remember whatever we go through. Every newsletter, we have a newsletter review, which I'm sure is a, is a common process on a, on a lot of marketing teams where everyone presents uh, their their piece. And usually when, when you present your big announcement article for whatever product we're releasing, it blows my mind the amount of thought that has to go into it, like from the customer viewpoint, but also you have to encapsulate all these technical aspects too. And the, you know, too long didn't read, but all the components that need to be in there, because some readers might want different levels of detail than others. Sure. Um, and some might just skim for the main points. And you kind of have to capture all of that in one one article, um, which is it always blows my mind. But I think what this this post was around 3000 words. I think you've written like a, a 7000 word uh, <laughs> release before. Was that for Jotform apps? Yes, that was for Jotform apps. 7000 words. Yeah. But and it's such a big product, too. I, like you kind of have to. Yeah, in, in a way. And I I. I definitely try to um, apply my internal editor when I'm writing these, <laughs> but uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times, as you say, there are a lot of bells and whistles right. that you kind of have to cover. Um, and what's important, especially for something like Jotform Apps, which becomes a premier product of ours, mm-hmm. 
that lives on our website. Um, the story or the announcement post lives on the website as it, uh, you know, a, a, as part of the the actual page. Right. It yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. It's so there forever, like. yeah, exactly. So I want to make sure specifically for those, I include everything that you know, um, someone who's who's seeking that information can get. Um, but yeah, with many apologies to my editor, uh, <laughs> she knows who she is. Um, yeah, I, I kind of put those things together. But yeah, I, I try to uh, I try to make it as as reader friendly as possible too, because it is. I do believe it is possible to write a long quote unquote, a long post, um, but still have it be engaging. So, you know, that's why we include graphics. That's why we include like, you know, short bulleted mm-hmm. lists. It's why we include infographics, different things so that reader engagement um, can kind of stay in there. Yeah, it's not just a wall of text. There's a lot of different different elements to it. And you have to sort of plan and collaborate those elements, whether it's the, uh, the statistics, the analytics that come with it. Um, I know sometimes case studies, obviously, graphics yeah. you have to manage all of those in your article which i think brings us to another like interesting point in your your role you're, you're very much not siloed like you have to talk to a lot of different mm-hmm. teams to actually make the content that you do from the very beginning when the product isn't even done you have to talk to like the the developers the graphic designers the analytics gurus out there uh can you talk a little bit about just how, how many touch points do you usually end up having when you're researching and writing one of these articles? And how does that sort of that, that cross team collaboration look? Yeah, that's actually um, it's funny. It's one of the, my favorite parts of the job because you do get to interact with so many different groups. Um, it's also how I learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, w- when it comes to, you know, I mentioned earlier that some of our processes have been refined. Now we, um, before we even start working or researching, uh, the developer team uh, puts together a product fit document that mm-hmm. kind of lists out a lot of common questions that we have for any product release. Um, and now they started to incorporate that into their process, thankfully. And it's they, really helpful all around. Oh, it's super helpful. And it, it gets us started on the right foot, right? So, um, but through the course of creating something, I'm going to be talking to the product developer, uh, asking any questions I need to fill in uh, or any outstanding questions I can think of our customers may have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working with our, um, our content operations specialist on just on graphics and different things that end up going into the article, um, working with you guys mm-hmm. because we're, as you mentioned, we're putting together videos and sometimes you, you kind of need the big picture kind of um, title sequences or, right. or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, and and uh, our data team as well, um, God bless them. Um, yep. They, you know, they're invaluable for, for us writing because, you know, a big part of, uh, building the trust with our audience and, and anybody else who happens to read our blog posts is to make sure that they know that we know what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? So a big part of that is including data. And thankfully, we have a lot of proprietary data that we can list that that just throws our brand authority up. You know, um, and yeah, so I'm uh, I'm often talking with our data team, um, and uh, yeah, let me see, am I leaving anybody out? Editors, um, yeah, uh, you mentioned you know post review meetings, so working with um, Chad, our VP, yep. 
just about everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I think it, it's it's a lot of collaboration or anything that you you mentioned. I think the the cross collaboration at the end of the day, I think makes a better product because it makes marketing team a lot more aware of the nuances. And I think it actually helps the developers. Normally, you have several weeks of lead up up to when you know a product is coming out, going to be featured in the newsletter, and they're still putting maybe some final tweaks on it. So being able to have that communication with the lead developer on that team uh, about the product, I I think it actually can help the product as it is being finalized as well. Because you're looking at it through a different lens, and I think they realize that. Um, So having all these disparate people talking, despite being separated between here or or Turkey or wherever our development team is, uh, it's, it's really beneficial at the at the end of the day um i think you even started spearheading having them give the marketing team like a presentation or a demo of the product beforehand which i know we didn't do prior to your arrival and that's been a super helpful uh component of i think all our launches that that part's been awesome yeah Yeah, no that that's been invaluable too um because you know it's interesting especially like going back to the covid and us kind of working all working remotely it's been easy to kind of silo ourselves in a bit being in zoom meetings and that kind of stuff um but uh having those meetings face to face with our developers mm-hmm. um or at least being able to talk over zoom and having a Q&A is super important because there are in the stages of development especially at the front end as you mentioned we have questions that maybe they haven't even thought about um, mm-hmm. and, exactly. and things to clarify with the product that um, ultimately end up helping the, um, the quality. Exactly. I think that is the, the crux of sort of the topic of this episode of content marketing, because I think you look at it, a lot of other aspects of marketing, like, for instance, video for if we're making an ad for the product or something. Uh, our goal is to be entertaining, to draw people in, you know, to get them interested in the product. But the goal of that communication is not to break down the technical aspects or features of the product. Yeah. And content marketing, I think, represents the intersection of that technical component, but also that persuasive, just communicative component, where it has to fulfill both roles a little bit. So I think in some ways you really, content writers and content marketers such as yourself, you have to bridge the gap between these two very disparate components and disparate teams, uh, more so than I think anyone else, which I think is a really cool part about about your role. Um, what would you say... I don't know, maybe there's nothing, but what would you say is most, most surpri- would be most surprising for someone to hear about your role? Um, most surprising. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, I think the, I don't know if it's surprising, but the research. Um, you just spend a lot, I find myself spending a lot of time researching um, products, not just that we have, but that other people have, that the mm-hmm. industry has. I find myself research, researching topics. Um, yeah, so just spending a lot of time doing research um, because the actual process of, of putting words to paper, um, that's probably, it probably doesn't take me that long, but yeah. there's just all the work around it um, that, that, yeah. Right. Would you, would you say doing the research and formulating the outline before you actually start filling everything in, would that take the bulk of it? Like, what would you say the percentage of time allotment there is? Yeah, um, I would say that because at least for my and every writer is different, um, but at least for me, putting the outline together, once I finish the outline, the writing part is pretty 
pretty simple mm-hmm. um, because I build outlines that are really helpful and instructive in in filling out the sections I have to do. Right. Um, that's that's me. Somebody else might be completely different, but yeah, that research and outline building is is probably the the bulk of the time. Like I don't know. Maybe fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Really, is like they they teach you in school at the end of the day. Um, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you face? Not even at this job specifically, but just content writing in general. Like, what what's one of the biggest obstacles or challenges you you tend to encounter? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge um, for me is just lack of information. Mm-hmm. Um, when there when there are holes or things that haven't been filled in and there, um, you know, or it's being worked on and has yet to be determined. Yep. That yep. that's that's when um, putting together a big picture for the reader becomes challenging. Absolutely. Because you're you're kind of guessing at that point, like what things should be, and um, and that can lead to either you writing something that is wrong and you have to go back and change it later, which is more time, um, or you just hold on and, and you know, you're a little stunted. Right. And then there's maybe some extra pressure at the end when you only have a day or two to finish things up. Um, I think that's an important thing to note because we are marketing for products at the same time they're coming out, which isn't the case in every industry. That's right. Uh, but especially in technology, it's so fast-paced. You need to be releasing new innovations to sort of stay competitive. Uh, you need to be able to market for them. So it's sort of this dance between development of the product and actually marketing the product that isn't completely done yet, which is very normal in our industry. But I think it's it's important to shed light on everything that actually has to occur for for that to happen. Yeah, that's um, that's a huge point. And I, you know, as content writers or, or content managers, whoever in content, I think you find yourself kind of um, you're almost in like the product marketing kind of role, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and and which is a huge responsibility. Um, any product marketer out there will tell you like they that is a that's a tough job. Um, and so I think content marketers and content writers are. Uh, yeah, they, they balance that line. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say it's been similar at um Every single position you've had in, in content writing, like your prior industry you worked at, was it as much of an issue there? Or would you say it's specific to technology or just whenever you're content writing? Um, yeah, I'd say specific to technology. Um, you know, when I think of like uh, just big picture challenges, um, when you're working kind of like in the content space and you also have uh, and and our editor could probably say a few words on this <laughs> when you're engaging with freelancers or contractors um, that's also a tough tough thing to kind of wrangle because not all n- not all the time do they understand like the nuances of your business and your products right. right and so they have a specialty in producing content and writing content but their specialty is generalized and it's not specific to your business so right. um, that's that's something that can also uh, be a challenge thankfully I don't have to deal with that too much yep. but yep. Um, yeah Heather's got that covered um, yeah and, and that's why a lot of our very specific pieces about products or, or feature releases are, you know, written by by you. Uh, for example, as someone who is, we just pay full time to be an expert on JotForm specifically, and then be able to to break that down, as opposed to obviously offloading that in any way, yep. any way, shape, or form. Um, so since since you've joined, I guess 
what have been some of your biggest learnings? How have you been able to overcome some of these obstacles, especially with the transition to to tech and sort of grow in the role and make it make all those challenges just a little bit easier? What have been some of your learnings in in the way? Yeah, um, you know, I think the probably the biggest learning that uh, I've had is is you know is what led to um, us kind of going down that product fit document um, mm-hmm. road. Um, I think, you know, um, some of the best uh, business advice I've ever gotten is know what's knowable. Um, it's a simple three-word phrase, but mm-hmm. it, it is very yeah, deep. It's powerful. And, 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 yeah. And so, um, you know, when I found myself kind of doing that that lead work of, of doing uh, Google Drive searches and mm-hmm. what can I find out about this and who can I ask about that, um, I think that's what kind of helped lead to that that development of the product fit doc, which gave us as right as a writing group all that information right. up front. Because we didn't have that, but uh, when you joined, right, that was no. a pretty new thing that you sort of spearheaded there. Yeah, I think Heather and I kind of put our heads together yep. on that, and um, and that was a huge thing uh, that that really led to you know a huge learning from my part, which was okay um, for. To set writers up for success, mm-hmm. um, let's give them as much as we can up front and then fill in the blanks as we go along as needed. Yeah, the hunt for information. It really is all all about that at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious if we boil down to to specifics. Obviously, you're you're very established here. What would you say are some of the is an example maybe the most interesting or difficult uh, article you've had to write or launch or or release? Uh, I'm just curious. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the most difficult one that I did was um, is it's probably a tie between Jotform apps uh, and Jotform approvals. Okay. Uh, for different reasons, Jotform apps was uh, such a huge uh, launch for yeah. us and a huge product. Yeah, it was um, a milestone. It, it really um, kind of put us on the map in terms of helping so many people and so many businesses mm-hmm. get mobile in a, in a very easy way. Um, and so that thing was very multifaceted and I wanted to do a really good job with it, which is probably a reason it's about 7,000 <laughs> words. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was just, that was just meeting a challenge. And then, uh, job form approvals, um, was tough for a different reason because I hadn't been here that long. Um, yeah, pretty early on. Yeah. And that was like. It was also a big release for mm-hmm. us, um, getting on, getting putting Jotform on the whole approvals industry map, right. um, and so yeah, just learning the intricacies of how Jotform approvals works, uh, all the technical details as you mentioned, and boiling that down to something that was understandable for for everybody. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was tough. That's a big early project for for someone. It's like, hey, welcome to the company. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it turned turned out great. That was an awesome release for us. Um, still, a really successful product, obviously, and uh, I think in large part due to our our content marketing. So it all worked out. Um, what do you like about what you do? I guess broadly speaking, you've kind of touched on it, but if you had to put it into words, like what 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 do you find rewarding about your job? Yeah, I um, I think you know we have uh, as writers we have bios, and and they're at the they appear at the end the bottom of every post that we we have right, and so um, from time to time there there's a link in there that uh, people can contact us if they mm-hmm. have questions or comments contact or whatever. Form, right. 
And so um, our contact form has actually been filled. My contact form has been filled out a few times. Okay. Um, and uh, I've gotten some some really encouraging notes, mm. like from people who are just like, "Thank you for writing that. It really helped me understand such and such. Um, you know, or or you know, it helped me get my business off on the right foot." And I think as a writer, that's probably the biggest compliment that any stranger could pay to you is that what you've written helped them uh, in, in whatever they're doing. And so that's what I find the most rewarding. So I, I try to keep that in mind when I'm writing what I'm writing is like, okay, I want to put this together in a way that will make somebody send me that note. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that, a, that's what's most rewarding for me. That, that's incredible. Well, le- like we mentioned, for for a long article goes over all the specifics about how to use a product, you might get a, a bunch of people who skim it's like, great, job form, release something else, like uh, awesome. But you, you'll get the occasional person who is legitimately like scrambling to find an answer to a very specific solution. Mm-hmm. And Jotform Apps is exactly what I need and like actually needs to delve into the product and understand a lot about it because it's maybe on them to own it for their company That's and right. then to implement it themselves. So they are desperate for the answers. And I think finding an article that is you know well-written is the way that you, you write them, that breaks everything down to easily digestible portions. Uh, it's just like a godsend, right? And it might be only one out of every 10 people who read it that it clicks like them clicks like that for them but i imagine that makes it all worth it and of course they're probably the people filling out filling out the contact form so so that's really cool um i guess from you're obviously uh, established here you've had a successful career still ongoing um if someone is sort of in your shoes but a younger version of you wants to get into into content writing as someone who's sort of you know made it at at a company like this uh what what advice would you would you give them yeah uh <laughs> let's see um i would yeah i would i would probably tell them to you know first off write as much as you can whether you're writing about prof- uh professional um content or personal content just write Mm-hmm. Uh, because the the habit of writing really sharpens your skills to the point where, you know, you can put your thoughts together in a relatively short fashion and put something something um, good uh, down on the page. The other thing I would say is, you know, if you're interested specifically like in tech, uh, writing for a tech company or SaaS or whatever it may be, spend time with uh, the developers, mm-hmm. spend time with your Very marketing cool. team. Um, and just hang out with them. Um, if they have if they have a role that comes open, um, whether it's junior or whatever, join it. And yep. it doesn't even have to be a content role. Um, that may you may find yourself in those shoes later on. Sure. Um, the company that I work for, where I got my first content uh, job, um, you know, I worked in marketing there for uh, eight years before they even got to the point mm. where they uh, opened a content function. And, yeah. but when they did, I was, I was ready for it. And so, um, yeah, that's what I would say is just write, hang around marketing, hang around developers, understand what, what, what is, um, you know, what, what your company is doing and where it fits within the industry that you're in. And then uh, just start writing about it. And, and when you get that opportunity, jump at it. Absolutely. Words of wisdom. Would you say, how much do you read out of curiosity? Your whole day is spent with words. Like, do you, do you write or read for fun ever? 
Uh, yes. And so I don't read as much as I'd like to. Um, I probably uh, need to do more reading, but yeah. You probably I, read about tech as much as you ever want to, though. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> and I do. I actually do a lot of skimming, too. Um, but because that's one thing that, that writing does. It's like I'm, I'm kind of used to the rhythms of how articles are put together. Mm-hmm. So I skip certain parts I know are like prelude or whatever to yep. get to the point. But um, but yeah, I love to read, love to write. Uh, I actually have a blog that is is been neglected uh that i need to get back to mm. um but yeah i do i do that for uh, on the personal side too oh that's awesome uh can i ask what the blog is about sure uh it's about um passions of mine which are like travel um style uh food of course mm. um yeah it's called unsolicited.com there's unsolicited. there's no e in in the unsolicited um but yeah unsolicited okay we'll, we'll put a link to that guys uh favorite place you've been to favorite food you've had highlights Ooh, that's a tough one this isn't job form related i don't care i'm just curious now. um favorite place i've been to and combination place and food is probably naples italy um mm. eating wood fire pizzas from like mom and pop shops that are like you know just oh my gosh you're gonna yeah make me little holes in the wall somehow we end up talking about pizza on this podcast a decent amount um that's wow. a good thing. It is a good thing. It is a good thing. Uh, back to Jotform. Uh, anything else we we missed? I think we covered a lot of good territory about what you do, how you do it, where you've come from, um, mm-hmm. and sort of your very exhaustive process, which uh, even for me, hearing about it from your perspective gives me a lot of respect for just everything and the, the level of thought that has to go into it. Uh, is there anything you feel like we didn't cover? Um, let's see. I don't think so. Just... I, I uh, the one thing I will say is that I was surprised when I joined Jotform of like how many um, dedicated roles there were um, for the marketing function um, and for other other departments within the company. I think it it says a lot for how we work as a well oiled machine together um, because there there are a lot of um, uh, there are many companies that don't have that level of, of granularity when it comes to roles and, and people working together and collaborating. So I think we do a great job of that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that does make all the difference and be able to time the development in the marketing for these releases and make it actually functional and meeting deadlines at the end of the day. And I think people probably don't realize everything that goes into it, like yeah. I mentioned, but you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, so, big team. I'm glad for it as well. Trust me. Um, awesome. Well, I think that's all we got, but this has been really informative for me. I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Hopefully everyone watching has a newfound respect for content writing and everything that goes into it. Next time we have a big release, be sure to check out the launch article. He'll probably written that and it will blow you away. But thanks for showing, coming on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure.